Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Today, the Disney Dream left port for the first time. It's the first time that any Disney Cruise Line ship has set sail from Port Canaveral. We join David and Leah Zanola as they prepare and step aboard the Disney Dream for the first cruise since the pandemic began. We'll talk about all the new requirements made of both passengers that have and have not been vaccinated. David and Leah will step aboard to see how things have been modified as the ship takes off on embarkation day. They'll share their impressions, not only of the ship and staff, but in context of cases of COVID rising here dramatically in Florida. Oh, and they stayed prior to their trip at Disney's Polynesian Resort. So we'll have a chance to chat up front about the new Moana style rooms. Be sure to join us for this podcast. Make sure to check out DisneyAtPlay.com, which uh, will include photos and links and uh, and connect ways to connect with David and out the door travel as uh, he really does provide some of the very best in, uh, in travel agent uh, uh, service. Let's begin with our visit. We had a chance to get together for uh, lunch over at Disney's Polynesian Resort prior to their departure to uh, Port Canaveral. Uh, it's about the noon hour. Now, most times we're usually, um, both of us are, when we go to the Disney cruise, uh, we're usually on our way. We're usually on board by this point. Um, we'll explain why they're still at Disney's Polynesian Resort. But we get together, uh, first of all, to talk about the rooms at uh, Disney's Polynesian Resort, and then to talk about um, why and how and all the preparations involved for uh, getting uh, ready for the cruise and stepping on board. Let's, uh, let's head to Disney's Polynesian Resort. All right, we're here in the middle of Pot Polynesia with David and Leah Zanola. It's good to see you both. I've seen David from time to time. I haven't seen you in a while, Leah, so Hello. you've been hiding. Yes, she's, she's hiding a, in Illinois. She's very pale, though. <laughs> she hardly ever gets out. Well, I, we're glad to see you both stayed a night at Polynesia. So before we even talk about your boarding the cruise line and all that's come before that, how was your stay in the new Moana room? We loved them. Um, I think it was great. We hadn't been in one yet. We thought it was a very, uh, we thought it was very understated. I think the way that I put it is, if you did not care for Moana, you wouldn't be thrown off by the rooms at all. You'd be totally fine. But if you liked Moana, you would love looking around for some of the Easter eggs and the little hidden design elements. So we we really liked it. Really well done. Yeah. Some of the other things, not Moana related, but just that the there's no carpet. It's a nice wood floor. Um, the beds have been raised up like the cruise line now and so you can put your luggage underneath so there's lots of room for that uh the shower's got a double double head so it's got the kind that you can pull off and and a hand shower uh what else the bathroom was just really clean looking yes the whole room is really clean and sleek just a really nice update yeah do you um how do they compare to an alani room to you um i think these are a little brighter uh than the really? alani rooms i think so uh, now it's been four years since Alani, um, so they may have updated them since then. But I just think this is 
fresh and it feels brighter than I remember the Alani rooms being. However, you're obviously not in the same place when you're in Alani, so I pick Alani over these any day. <laughs> so you are here today to board the very first, I want to say almost inaugural, cruise ship as it sets sail out of, well, I mean, mind you, the Magic has been doing things out in the UK. That's different. But from Port Canaveral, this is the first ship to sail and you're heading on it today and um you know david uh, we're actually recording outside because david and leah are very you know you've been to the parks a couple of times david yes but you don't eat in the indoor restaurants and everything so this is this is a big choice for someone like you to say you're going to go on the cruise ship on its very first voyage it is so it's a very big step for us. Yes, we're a yeah. little nervous, Yeah. but we're excited, right? We feel like Disney Cruise Line, first of all, we've been on them many times, so we know we trust them. We also feel like as they're getting back sailing that they're going to be extremely careful about precautions. So we're just going to kind of see, see what happens and see what our comfort level is once we get on board. Yeah, I, I think that our, our, our hope is and our expectation is is that first cruise back, they're gonna be, I think I've used the words before, militant. They're gonna be extremely careful and cautious to enforce all of the requirements where perhaps in three or four months, I'm not saying I expect them to drop the ball, but I think after you're enforcing new policies, we've seen in the parks that things have gotten kind of lax in enforcement in some areas after a few months, not not company-wide, but in some spots perhaps not, not necessarily as consistent. We don't think we're going to have those concerns on the first cruise back because Disney does want want does not want any issues on that first sailing. And we have not decided yet if we are going to dine on indoors on the ship. We're going to see how is the spacing, how is it working, you know, and how many people are on board. Right. You right. know how spread apart your tables. You know, I'm, right. I don't think you're going to be sharing a table with anyone. Correct. No, you're not. You know. Um, and they are fairly big spaces, but they're also low ceiling spaces. So you know, it's kind of a hit and miss on right. that we've heard that capacity is lower we don't know how much lower we do know we just booked this a week ago and there were still lots of rooms left you could book and that's not including whatever rooms they would have blocked out that aren't available for sale so hopefully it'll be much lower capacity than normal just in general so what have you seen from disney cruise line that already is telling you this is going to be different in terms of their communications to you and and what you're expecting will happen so i think the biggest thing we've noticed that we've appreciated is how many different levels of testing are put in place covid wise before you can even get on the ship uh, so if you have if you are fully vaccinated you are able to present uh, your vaccination card you have to upload it a certain number of days before and then it's verified and then you get to basically bypass any pre-embarkation testing if you are not fully vaccinated, so it has not been at least 14 days after your second dose, uh, then what happens is you have to have a test done at home, a very specific test that they give you advice on where to get. You can order an at-home kit, all of those things. And then you also have to test uh, before you get on the ship. And what's interesting about that that we found out is that they sent us a whole email about all of this works. Basically, you are not allowed into the terminal until you either present your vaccine card or documentation that you've already submitted it or that you have received that negative on-site test it's not like they're going to let you in and they could be turning you away while you're sitting there waiting in the terminal 
They're going to test you either in the parking garage if you drive your own car or at a separate little um, other staging area if you are dropped off by another form of transportation and you take your test there and you wait for those results before you can then go in the terminal. And so the fact they that they even told you like bring snacks or yes, something bring to snacks, bring activities for the kids because keep it yourself could take occupied because minutes. it will yep. be a while before you are so correct. So we feel that those extra steps now we're not naive. We realize that obviously no test is 100% accurate and there could be false negatives or false positives. But the fact that there are two of those tests before you can get on the ship makes us feel, it's one of the reasons that, that made us feel comfortable enough to, to give this a shot. Very cool, very cool. So, and right now it's like around the noon hour. And usually when folks like us are on the Disney Cruise Line. We're here. We're, we're at gone. the terminal we're, by now. Yeah, we're long so gone tell us now. a little bit about uh, uh, arrival times. So we did, uh, by the time since we booked late, Leah mentioned that we didn't book for about a week out. Uh, the earliest arrival time we could get is 2.30, and they are strictly enforcing those now, post-COVID before. You could technically have an arrival at 2 o'clock and show up at 11, and nobody, nobody was really, really going to cause anything. a fight, right? Yeah, you now, might sit around upstairs, but... But, but you could still get your luggage in and get inside. And uh, But now they are saying, now we won't know what happens until we actually pull up, but that they are strictly enforcing those and you will be turned away if you arrive in advance of your time. Now, how in advance? We're going to try to find out because we're going to hope to show up maybe about 15 minutes early. Uh, but um, they are doing that. And I believe the shuttles, whether you take a shuttle from the Disney resorts or from the airport, those start, one starts at 11.30, one starts at 12.30. So even at the absolute earliest, if you're on those 11.30 shuttles from one of those destinations, you figure you're still not arriving until 12.30, which is at least an hour and a half later. Um, but if they have to have a bunch of room for time for testing and all those other things and all those other protocols, uh, they've got to allow themselves time because they're telling us that it's possible the ship could not sail away until around seven o'clock at night. And typically it's Right, four o'clock, just about on the dot. Um, they start pulling away, and there's yeah. not going to be a sail away party yeah. uh, currently. So that that whole uh, sail away experience will be different because, in theory, if you're early dining, you could be dining while you take off. Yeah, um, which is very similar. If you're on other cruise lines, we sailed Norwegian to Alaska, and I remember us being in the dining room when we were taking off and we didn't think a second thing of it because there wasn't this huge party. On subsequent place. days you've seen right. that where you know you're leaving sure. a particular port and you're 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 at dinner. Sure. Um so what are you looking forward to doing first once you're on the ship, Leah? Uh I, David already asked me this and I said, you know, I just want to be on the ship. We're excited to hear the uh, going to say david's text tone because his when he gets a text it plays the disney cruise line horn um so we're excited we're excited to hear it doesn't that. play the horn it plays the sound that da, announces da, 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 it's the da, da, chime da. that announces right. that there's going to be an announcement coming oh okay yeah 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 we're excited for that we're excited to see the crew members and just see you know i'm sure they're going to be excited to get guests back on board oh um, yeah and just just to experience I mean, it, it, we've done, this will be our 10th cruise, mm -hmm. but it's going to be new. It's going to be, like you said, it's almost going to be like an inaugural sailing. So it'll it'll be interesting. And how interesting, but I, I should also mention, David, because you were concerned about your own health. Mm -hmm. You're, after meeting with your doctor, you decided not to fly down, but to sure. drive down from Western Illinois. Yep. So, and, and now that means you're driving into the port, which, which offers you that experience. Mm -hmm. But... But the fact that you are still choosing to do this, I, it does speak because I think I think the cruise line, even before we even heard knew the word COVID, 
was exemplary. Yes. Yeah. And the CDC was always giving them the best ratings mm -hmm. for right. their cleanliness and for paying attention to those other kinds of cruise ship illnesses that can creep on. And, and they've always been really good. So I can't I hardly even imagine how they could top what they were already doing. But I think, I think it speaks volumes that you feel comfortable right. about doing this. Yeah, masks, uh, masks are required indoors for everyone on the cruise. Regardless of vaccination status, everyone, the only places you can take them off are um, out at Castaway Key, at the pools and water slides, and then while you're actively eating. And so I think part of our logic, because we went, so, so basically, uh, when you're this close to cruise date, you can, like, again, we started looking when they announced, which was really, like just about two weeks before, I think, maybe even less. Um, you can put a cruise room on hold in the morning and you have to pay for it that night. So I think it was 10 days in a row, I think. We put one on hold, talked about it, uh, we're not ready. It canceled, the next morning we jumped online, let's put it on hold again, 10 days of that process before we finally said we felt comfortable. And I think one of the reasons is, more so than at the parks, is I think we feel like we have more control of avoiding people if we think that we need to avoid people, right? There's enough spots, especially if the ship's at lower capacity, there's gonna be plenty of spots, plenty of nooks and crannies that we know or sitting in the, on the balcony in our stateroom, that if we really feel like we want to get removed from and try to get away from people, we think that's the case. Where when you're in a crowded theme park, you can find little spots to step aside, but you're still going to be around a large amount of people and any respite from the heat that you want, you've got to go inside, which means your mask has to go on. And so we just feel like we have more control over where we are and who we're around believe it or not on a cruise ship more than we would in a theme park setting now we're at the polynesian right now there's two other people out in the outdoor dining area from captain cook so we feel totally fine yeah but this would not be our experience if we're in the magic kingdom right now with 108 degrees humidity that park's going to be packed um lunchtime there's going to be people at every table and so we feel like we can call an audible very easily which again for us has been a lot about where we can control the situations we do and do not feel safe in. And again, if we have to, we will go down to the main dining room, keep our masks on, we will order off the menu, we'll get our food to go, and we'll walk it back up to our stateroom on the eighth floor, and we're good. And we sit in our balcony and, 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 and we're fine. So um, at least that's what we're thinking now. Who knows how that changes in 12 hours, but that's, that's, that's where we're going now. Well, bon voyage. I hope this is a great experience for you. Drive safe. Yes. And uh, we hope to get a little bit more from you before, before too long. So thanks. Excellent. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. We're going to fast forward to uh, after they have actually uh, joined the ship and gotten into their room and everything. And uh, David has actually created some videos. We're going to capture the audio and share that with you. Because they kind of jump around for a few minutes, let me give you a little bit of a sense of the flow of it. Uh, they said that the check-in officially arrived for everyone around 12.45. And you remember that David talked about how you were given a very designated time to arrive. Uh, when they pulled up, it he said that there was about 35 minutes from the time their, their car pulled up and they dropped off their bags to through parking, through um, taking care of any paperwork, entering the terminal, and stepping into the ship, it was 35 minutes from pulling up to um, walking onto the ship, which honestly is an amazing 
time frame. That's, uh, that's probably a little reflective of the fact that there are not as many people uh, boarding the ship at this time. And in fact, he thought that probably the ship was only about a third full. What he couldn't quite tell, although he um, points to it into the video and talks about it later on, is that those who were vaccinated were separated from the start from those who were not vaccinated and who had to be placed in a, in a section before entering the terminal to be tested and to await those results. So he couldn't quite tell what, you know, how many were actually in that category of not being vaccinated and needing to go through the tests. Um, but, uh, but it was very clear that nobody came into that building until their status was assured. Um, the, he also said that the new port remodel was huge and improved and it looks so much better than it did before. In fact, that combined with the experience of how they went through this process, he felt was better than the standard process and probably should um, be utilized into the arrival experience even after uh, the pandemic. So he'll talk a little bit more about some of those details later on in, in his audio piece. He did say that th when you board the ship, families are still being announced, but you don't just step on and kind of go wherever you want. What happens is you are assigned a particular Mickey uh, spot on the carpet, socially separated from the others, and that Mickey and Min when that's full, Mickey and Minnie does this little three plus minute welcome, which kind of is a sort of replacement to the Bon Voyage show, which happens above again. Um, as of 7.15, I took a look at the dock and they were still in, in uh, the harbor. So um, that has not changed. In fact, I'll just refresh the screen as I'm speaking right now. Um, that is still, right now it is 734 and the ship is still in dock and has not departed. David and Leah has since gone off to dinner to kind of check what that is going to be like for them because they were concerned about being indoors for dinner and whether they just wanted that brought to their room and, and to dine from, from their room. But we haven't, I haven't heard quite yet on that, but anyway. The whole thing is, is that there's no Bon Voyage show as the ship takes off. The ship is taking out much longer. But there is this little Mickey and Minnie show that's kind of welcoming you on board the ship. And that holds up the next set of guests coming in. But he said it wasn't too bad because, again, there just aren't that many people um, on board the ship. And, um, and then when that little piece comes to a conclusion, they were approached and in, asked to complete the muster drill, which involves going to your app and actually then going to your muster drill location and taking a picture of where you are supposed to be for um, the muster drill and uh, submitting that photo, which I thought was a brilliant way of doing the muster drill, especially for our family where, um, because we have two autistic uh, young adults, they are oversensitized by this compact movement and announcements over the intercom and horns playing and so forth. 
So I love the fact that they kind of did this virtual on your own mustard barrel. And then finally they arrived at their room. The key was waiting for them in a sealed envelope. The room was also sealed, kind of like Hilton style. They did this thing during the pandemic where they kind of put a sticker over it to suggest that it hadn't been entered since it had been cleaned. Um, and um, so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to go to a couple of videos and the first is actually that moment in which they arrive and and um, step aboard and see this little show and he'll describe that experience and then um, we're going to go up to their rooms where he's not only going to showcase the room and what happens there but also showcase and an overview of the process from the balcony so let's uh, let's head on board the ship and hear from david We are here on the first sailing back on the Disney Dream out of Port Canaveral, Orlando. Hopefully you can hear me. So things are definitely different. Uh, right away when you walk in, they would typically announce you and you could just walk around and take photos. Now what they are doing is they are having uh, different uh, people and families come in. I'll switch the camera in a second to show you what that's like. So they are having different people uh, put you in different spots. You can see the little circles on the ground with the Mickey heads. And what they're doing is they're having all of the different families stay during this time. They announce you. They announce you. You walk in. You're put in one of these circles. And in just a moment, they're going to have a little intro show. But you cannot leave this area until they are done with the with the uh, with this initial show. And then they tell you to move to your next location. So you see all these entertainment crew members waiting. They're each kind of responsible for a family, and then in just a moment, uh, there will be the little show that starts with Mickey and Minnie welcoming you back. So a really uh, different experience, still getting you some character interaction. You actually get to see Mickey and Minnie where you didn't always get to see them together this early on the cruise, and there they are uh, right when you first get on the ship. We'll try to get some more videos for you this week, even if we can't post from the ship, so keep paying attention the whole time. So that was David from the main atrium of the ship. What we're going to do now is forward to the experience of them being in their stateroom. They're going to do a little uh, tour of the stateroom, but then he's going to go to the balcony and kind of walk us through the process of actually checking in and how that all kind of um, unfolded. So listen to this next piece, which uh, David will uh, walk us through. This is David from Out the Door Travel uh, here. We're going to try this again. We had some difficulties with the door. So I'm in Disney Stateroom on Deck 8, uh, a veranda stateroom. Let me flip the screen, the camera, so you can see. So this is the, the queen bed. And uh, so not only is there the queen bed, but in this room, it actually can sleep up to four guests. So this couch here flips into a uh, single bed. And then if you look right up there, you can see the outline of a little door that comes down. And that is another bed. The kids like to fight over that bed typically. Uh, that's where our kids like to fight over anyway. But this will sleep up to four guests. Nice and spacious for only two. Disney has some of the biggest cruise staterooms in the industry. Uh, you will also then see here 
this little desk setup where you can charge some things also offers you some storage. Uh, Leah will show you real quick. There's a small mini fridge. It's not going to keep things ridiculously cold, but if you have some medicines that need to stay uh, cool or you have a child that has, uh, you know, needs a certain type of uh, milk or dietary restrictions, it will hold that. And then this is new uh, since things have come back. That It says our name on the screen and it's asking us to start a process on the remote. But I want to show you outside and show you the, the veranda the balcony. So a lot of times we have clients ask if it's safe if they have little kids, and we always like to show them that there is a lock that's pretty high to reach. If you watch the video we were just trying to do a minute or so ago, you saw that both adults uh, were having difficulty as well opening the door. I think it was just we weren't turning in the right direction. So Leah's going to slide it open. Not easy to open. A small kid is not going to have the strength to pull this door open. But here is our balcony on deck eight. Uh, you can actually see them down there loading in all the luggage. There is the terminal. Uh, that you will come through right over here. Uh, that's the parking garage. So basically what happens now as you drop off your luggage uh, down there, if you can see people kind of moving luggage around, uh, you will be able to, right then, when you're cleared from dropping off your luggage, then you go to this parking lot where you see all of those cones. And what's going to happen is you are going to go around, and based on whether or not you are fully vaccinated or not, you will go through the garage, do a couple of different stops, and ask some questions. So everybody funnels through that. And then eventually what happens is you will either go to where you get tested. I will try to turn over. If you see those tents right in the middle of my screen, about 12 o'clock on my screen, you will notice those are the tents where if you are needing to be tested for your day of uh, COVID-19 test, rapid test, that is where you will go and get your test done. And they will not actually let you into the terminal. So you will not be allowed across that little walk bridge until you are uh, either, uh, you can show your documentation that you submit ahead of time through an online verification system that shows you are fully vaccinated then we just got to go right on that bridge and if you are not then you have to wait until your testing uh, clears and then what you will do is walk through and that's where the entire rest of the check-in process shows also kind of cool this does not happen very often but you can see uh, that uh, the Disney Fantasy is actually right over there. They are doing one of their test sailings here, I believe, later this week. So they are in port at the same time. But this is the view. Clearly, we have a better view once we get on the open ocean. Uh, not an extremely busy day today because being only about 3.30, there are not very many cars pulling up and waiting. They are staggering arrival times. And you are not allowed to proceed to the parking garage to start that screening process until we were about eight minutes early. Our arrival time was 2.30, it was 2.22, and they said, okay, you can go. When we pulled in at 2.10, they said, if you take much longer, we're gonna have to turn you around. So we had to end up fiddling with our bags anyway, so we were fine. Um, but they, you cannot show up a half an hour early. They will not let you in because they're trying to stagger arrivals. So this is the new look Disney Cruise Line, not only the terminal, but the arrival process. We'll be sharing videos, and uh, not just today, but also probably next week when we get off of the ship. A lot of differences. The uh, muster station drill, the safety drill, the lifeboat drill, if you want to call it that, is no longer what it used to be where you all have to line up. You basically go, take a picture that you were there, and that's it. So a lot more streamlined that way. Uh, your key to the world cards are waiting at your room. You do not get them at the port. So a lot of things, which to be honest, make things a lot smoother and a lot quicker and make this uh, a lot more stress-free when you start. So this is the first Disney cruise back into business out of the United States. And I'm going to swing around real quick and show you uh, the bathrooms and the closet space here, if that's something that interests you, if you've never seen inside of a Disney stateroom. 
So quite a bit of closet space, actually, uh, to have. So a couple of, of closets with uh, wide open space for you to, to, to store your clothes, hang your clothes, including, that is my backpack that does not come in the stateroom, disclaimer. Uh, and there's also a small safe if you wanted to put things in there. And the bathrooms in almost all of the staterooms, other than one category in the Disney cruise ship, are split. So there is a toilet and a sink in one. And then in the other bathroom is a sink and uh, the shower. So these obviously are different sized. If you're in one of the, the staterooms uh, that holds five that's meant for bigger families, uh, this uh, bathroom is at the, the tub and the shower is actually a circular tub and shower. We're just in a stateroom that holds four today since it's just the two of us. And those of you that are Disney Cruise Line veterans uh, will like to know that yes, they do have the H2O product back. It's just not in the disposable tubes. Uh, it's in ones that I'm assuming they will be able to refill uh, after every cruise. So there's your quick tour. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, getting to see inside of the Disney cruise ship. As always, if you're interested and you'd love to get back on the Disney cruise line, please reach out to us at Zanola at otdtravel.com or message me on this page, and we will be providing updates this week on the first sailing of the Disney Dream. Thank you so much for joining us. From the stateroom, David takes us upstairs to the pool deck and walks us through what uh, folks are experiencing up there. So let's go uh, upstairs. Hi, this is David from Out the Door Travel with David on the Disney Dream for the first sailing back. I thought we'd do a real quick video of uh, the pool deck so you can see what's going on. I will flip the screen. Not a ton of people on it yet, but things seem to be going. Uh, there are some limits in terms of capacity in the adult pools and the kids' pools. Uh, that you can uh, the family pools, but you can see there's still funnel vision. The aqueduct is still running, which is that water coaster that you see up here, as well as the Mickey pool. So limitations in terms of distancing in line and how many people can be in the pools, which right now on the first cruise doesn't seem to be an issue. Uh, but nonetheless, those restrictions are there. Haven't quite sailed away yet, but people are still kind of just relaxing and hanging out. Definitely some time to get some uh, the some time in the pool in. One of our best pieces of advice is actually to do some of this stuff early, maybe even board in your swimsuit if you are willing, because you should be able to get things, uh, get on things without a massive weight on sail away day. I very much apologize for the inadequacy of the audio feed coming in from uh, David, but I would invite you, go out to Facebook and see his video. What you need to go do is look for Out the Door Travel with David Zanola, and you can see uh, all the video that accompanies his uh, little audio tours that he has done while the ship is still in port. He did tell me a couple other things that I thought were quite interesting. First of all, they Lunch was pretty late by the time they reached Cabanas. I think it was well after three. But he said it was pretty similar in style to before. You know, the buffet spread was still there. The servers were, of course, using the tongs to give you food. Um, they were giving you, uh, bringing you the drinks rather than you going out to getting the drinks. They brought you or handed you the silverware that you needed. So it was much more server delivered. Um, they sat on the bal back balcony uh, of Cabanas outside uh, where only two other couples were sitting. So it was a pretty 
quiet, uh, intimate place. Again, they were a little later, but then again, everybody is a little later on this, on how they are uh, uh, boarding this cruise ship. Um, to them, it still seemed at that time, uh, I haven't heard back from them, but uh, it still seems to be two dining shifts, but the arrival times for those dining shifts are staggered. So everybody isn't coming at the same time. Again, they expressed concern earlier about how how many people were there during dinner and but it sounds to me like a lot of things have been removed such as uh napkin games and uh and uh other kinds of activities to kind of keep the interaction limited as much as possible the long and short of the experience is in fact actually now <laughs> this is so funny literally I am getting uh, feedback from David. They are still in port, finished dinner, and are about to leave. Hope we have enough good content we can chat when we get back. Um, but And we will. We'll try to capture them at the end of the week after they've returned and uh, hear how their experience went on the ship. But the one thing he did tell me earlier when I was talking to him is they were very much glad to be on the ship and while you were paying a premium uh, there was not a lot of disc there was no discounting to get this uh, kind of experience while they were paying a premium to be on the ship and to go on the cruise they felt like they were getting an exclusivity that they had never had before uh, usually you think about these cruises and they're usually pretty maxed out uh, with folks and uh, I think he's feeling like he's getting a ship to himself this week, he and uh, Leah. So, bon voyage to them. Hope they have a great time um, as they uh, as they head out uh, to sea, it um, and that they they enjoy their experience out there. We should mention. I think it's very important that just earlier today it was announced in Wall Street Journal that a federal judge has now sided with Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings in its bid to invalidate Florida's rule that bars businesses from requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccination from their customers. Governor DeSantis had come out very strongly a couple of months ago and said no, or, no, no company doing business in Florida is going to mandate that you have to show proof of vaccination in order to do business. And that really shifted the ability of the cruise line to simply say, okay, until COVID's over, only those who have been vaccinated can actually uh, board these ships and go. So, so the U.S. District Judge Kathleen Williams in Miami granted the cruise operator's request for a preliminary injunction that pre prevents the enforcement of this Florida ban. Um, that said, in fact, uh, uh, Daniel Farkas of uh, Norwegian's General Counsel said, quote, while litigation is a strategic tool of last resort, our company has fought to do what we believe is right and in the best interest of the welfare of our guests, crew, and communities we visit, end of quote. Now that said and done, uh, the state of Florida plans to appeal the judge's decision uh, according to a spokeswoman for the state governor's office. So this may not be over, but uh, it would be interesting if 
the ships in this interim period turn around and say, okay, those boarding, um, you need to show proof of vaccination. Now that doesn't end Disney's challenge because such a large percentage of their passengers are children and children aren't able to get the vaccination. So can they rule differently for children and only make this requirement of everyone else? It remains to be seen if Disney does anything in this process, but know that that's the latest and greatest as, uh, as the Disney uh, fantasy sets out to sea. And at 7.51, uh, the Port Canaveral web webcam is showing uh, the ship uh, turning uh, toward, uh, toward the water and uh, beginning its departure out to sea. It's uh, just a little before um, a nightfall. There's still dusk and uh, you can see you can see the ship very well from the webcam. And uh, yeah, it is heading out to out to the ocean. So um, big day for the Disney Cruise Line as it heads out um, on this first voyage to uh, in the Caribbean. Now, mind you, again, there are already uh, events that are, occur or, uh, the magic is still sailing out in the United Kingdom. They have for a couple of months now. But again, here in the United States, this is the first cruise that has taken, that has occurred with the Disney Cruise Lines. So, all right. Thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. Hope uh, you've enjoyed this. Be sure to stay tuned because we hope to capture uh, David and Leah's experience on board uh, the Disney uh a dream as uh, as they enjoy the next few days make sure that you check uh, disney at play.com and subscribe to not only our website but also to your podcast so that you can get uh notices when we have uh, upcoming podcasts and posts uh featuring things that are happening so many things are happening right now uh out uh at disney with COVID going crazy and yet the park still kind of especially Walt Disney World preparing for its 50th anniversary you want to make sure you stay connected to Disney at work and play so thank you for joining us thank you for being a part and again as we always say in our podcast always follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see you real soon